We're going live in four. Where are we live, Michael? Facebook, YouTube? Uh, yeah, well, we will be eventually once I get all the buttons clicked. Let me know when they're all clicked and I'll do the intro because last week we didn't actually do the intro. But welcome everyone everywhere to the Elite Thinking Club. I'm Chris Jules Julian and I'm joined tonight by my co-hosts, Michael and Liz. All good, guys? Hi. Always good. <laughs> all good. All good. Yeah. I love We're that. So welcome back. YouTube at the moment. We're live on YouTube, we're live on Facebook, we're live on Facebook TikTok. Is about to happen. All right, so wherever you're watching us, guys, do us a favor. Either hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button, and get the message out. Let everybody know, Elite Thinking Club, we're back and we're live and we're going in tonight. The Elite Thinking Club originally was created for critical thinking, right? Critical thinking is like the analysis of facts of putting it together, form a judgment, and realistically just try and come to a realization of what is actually going on you know 99% of the population are completely oblivious as to what's actually going on in our world to the point where we're living in past times and we should be evolving ultimately and hopefully the elite thinking club can allow a space for people to explore because you cannot change anything unless you're willing to understand it and you cannot understand it unless you're willing to explore it a good debate doesn't get ugly. We may talk of things that make people feel vulnerable. Beliefs held sacred may be challenged because of life experiences, but we're not trying to make people wrong or to incite riot, but simply explore. So welcome to the Elite Thinking Club. Michael Liz, I had a DM from a member of the Elite Thinking Club. She's actually messaged in before and I do value her opinion. I do value how she thinks because she does think intellectually. You know, sometimes we get a bit silly. That's because we're human and we can be and that's fine. But I'm going to actually read out what she said and then I want to go from there. So guys, pin your ears back. This is from one of our members and, you know, last week's episode, we were just getting back into it, but she did message and said, um, I just caught up with the latest episode of ETC. We spoke about ETC extensively in the past, and I want to remind you of your mission. It was really good to see you guys back. You literally light up when you step into your element, and I loved this for you. What I missed in this episode was the essence of ETC, focused, critical analysis. There's so much going on globally. We're witnessing a potential fall of an empire and a new world order being established. It isn't a conspiracy. This is just how economic cycles repeat in history. Think of the rise and fall of the Roman, British, Dutch empires, etc. This is something that is not only fascinating from an intellectual perspective, but also incredibly relevant to everyday lives of every human on this planet. Although many don't even realise it, it needs to be spoken about. In the episode, you touched on the rise in petrol prices, but simply to say you don't quite know the reasons behind it that the government is to blame and that the people should rise up against it. The rise in petrol prices are actually a real life example of the impact of the big game of chess that is being played on the global arena. It's not, nas it's not national governments working against the best interests of their people, it is international governments fighting for power between themselves. The one who controls the food supply controls the people. The one who controls the energy supply controls the continents and the one who controls the money supply rules the world this is playing out right in front of our eyes and 99.9% .9 of people are totally oblivious to it etc can be a platform that open people's eyes to what is actually at play 
the real significance of Russia slash Ukraine war, inflation, ongoing energy crisis, upcoming food crisis that will most likely be followed by a refugee crisis, not just from Ukraine, but from Northern Africa and the Middle East. I believe this is why Romanik Raab is working on new human rights bill. All this is going to bring internal disorder, which combined with external disorder may eventually lead to the US losing the hegemony status and I don't even know that's right, hegemony status, and one of the countries that was considered an emerging economy 15 years ago may see their national currency gaining the global reserve status, leading to the new world order. Honestly, it is incredible how seemingly separate issues are all part of one big puzzle. And the Western world, as we know it, may not exist in several years. You may want to start learning how to speak Mandarin. In my opinion, what is needed is not people standing up to their government just because they need someone to blame. It is the opposite. It is being more patriotic by educating yourself on what is actually going on, taking more responsibility for your own choices, as well as holding the government accountable through the democratic process. Even if you don't want to make it an economic political debate, there is so much you can do to benefit the people, i.e., Example, talk about the upcoming recession from the perspective of how to make yourself indispensable at work or how to make more responsible financial choices. There will be redundancies in your industries as well as mine. It is inevitable. Having those discussions ahead of time can literally have a life-changing impact, not to mention how shareable it is and how much it would contribute to elevating you and your podcast and eventually lead it to being as popular and influential as we both know it is capable of being. Critical debate is needed, education is needed, inspiration is needed, and you are capable of delivering it all. You have been given your intelligence, your talents, and your passion for public speaking for a reason. And I want you to see, I want to see you step into your full potential as a thought leader. I look forward to the next episode. Boom. That is my favorite message we have ever received. Thank you to the sender. <laughs> spot on i agree with every single part of it wholeheartedly let's do it guys yeah yeah i'm on it i'm I'm totally on it it's it's being called out that's the hardest thing it's like she's right like we are here we do yeah we we only just came back though from a break so you know it was just like a light episode um but obviously we're going to get back to the critical thinking and the debating Mm. and you know, inspiring and talking and educating because that's why you created it, Jules, in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. And for most people, they probably don't know that it all actually started out because of the lockdowns and we started exploring why is this actually going on? Like one side of my mind was all conspiracy. I thought that because I've read books about ruling elites and the conspiracies of, you know, global, um, if you will, Things like, remember we talked about the death of Diana and and, and how all those things came into play, all them conspiracies we explored. And then we come to this conclusion that maybe David Icke was right. Maybe there are some lizard people or whatnot, whatnot. But then rein it back a bit. There's some things you just will never know the truth about. But what can you make of this global lockdown reshaping the way we do things? Maybe it is just the way like that viewer explained Maybe it is just the rise and fall of an empire and we are just in it because we're not the first and we won't be the last. She's absolutely right. The Romans went through it. 
the ancient Egyptians went through it. The, uh, the Mayans went through it. People have their little civilizations and have their empires. It just so happens we live in a time where it's mm. it's quite global, isn't it? I think that most people now are kind of seeing that, you know, um, this is a global thing and that this isn't, um, that, that, that she she's right. There's so many things that are happening that are all linked to the global situation and the whole thing where it was being said very early on, like the Great Reset and the whole one world government, one world army, one world... People are like, no, no, no. But now I think it's becoming more clear that behind the scenes, the these elites and these powerful, powerful people are all at play here. She's absolutely right. Um, and I think that we do need to educate ourselves. We do need to learn how to change the way we're doing things within the system because when it actually starts getting worse and things start coming down with regards to redundancies food shortages petrol and and um fuel um shortages and everything rising um rationing all of that the ripple effect of that on people and society we we do need to kind of learn and prepare we really do because we feel like this is something that happened in history and that we'll never experience that she's right every empire or you know every stages throughout history this has happened this is now the start of it happening now in our generation in our time um so I've, I've learned so much um throughout this and i'm still learning and i'm also unlearning you know the whole sort of financial side of things and the whole system how it's created how we kind of get entrapped in it with the whole hamster on the wheel paying the bills and there's a quick one I've got a few comments here on the tips i'm just going to scroll back to the start because there's, there's really there's really some nice ones people are just highlighting that it's really nice to be on a live where it's actually interesting and welcome by the way to the elite thinking club guys if you haven't done so already wherever you're watching us either on the tiktok or the youtube <laughs> or the facebook just hit the like hit the subscribe button so you're always notified of when we go live so you never miss an opportunity to be part of this debate um you know blossom has said blossoming crisis is saying empire is falling and another more controlling one is taking shape and rearing its ugly head um vanessa then he said can i ask it would be possible to have a people power instead of the same cycle of power control and michael you just put hello <laughs> uh, and We've got don't let the US doctrine in your country, racism, class them, sex, and they don't pay minimum wage for waiters. Okay, guns don't aspire us to be us, be sweet. I, okay, some of these comments I don't really get, but don't worry about that. What's really hard to grasp, genuinely saying, right, is that it weren't that long ago that we had a world war. History seems to feel like it was year, like, like centuries ago, you know, like, so long ago and it wasn't that long ago i literally served customers today and they were born during the war world war ii born during the war and i'm looking at them straight up just like i thought that life was tough and it is from my perspective innocently however these people literally had to rebuild their homes 
after being bombed, after going through ration pack eating, after, do you know what I mean? You, you, I get upset when, I don't get upset, that's not fair, because I suppose I'm conditioned differently. However, creature comforts, you can get so comfortable in this modern time. Do you get what I mean? To, to feel like, fuck, I'm part of a fall of an empire. How do I actually make peace with that? Because I hear about the, you know, the ancient Egyptians, the rise, the fall. You hear about the Romans, the rise, the fall. You hear about all of those people in history, even like pirates. I love pirates, you know, but they came and they went, which sucks because that that sounds like an awesome era, regardless of like, you know, how much Disney have made it awesome. But, you know, you get what I'm saying? And to feel now in the year 2022, when we should be, because we put ourselves so high, we place such a pedestal on ourselves right now. We've got phones, we've got thingy, and, and it's just hard to accept that actually, yeah, maybe we are at the end of our greatness. We're coming to an end. We will eventually destruct. I don't know. Anyway, we want to know what you think, guys. Comments, hit the comments. We're going to look back on them. Michael, Liz, what do you think to that? I think it's clear that we're moving towards... Um a very technological stage, the whole digital currency that they're trying to obviously implement. I think that um, it's becoming less what we knew and more kind of um, robotic, I feel personally, you know, computerized and um, controlled the whole data. There's a massive shift. I, I, feel, I feel like I, I do feel like we are living through a historic time. Absolutely. Mm. Right now. Um, there's so do you remember many like, like say we had the Bronze Age, then we had like, the what are, what are the other ages? Hit me up. What are the other ages? Bronze Age? Uh, medieval. Stone Age. Go on. Yes. What are the other ages? I know that Stone Age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I can't even think now. But now we're part of what they call the tech age isn't it like yes. because you had the industrial the industrial revolution was big the industrial revolution boomed us from like we excelled due to the industrial revolution in like a space of what 100 years we just proper excelled and then we now we've got the tech age we've done that 10 times faster as well because tech didn't really come into what about what 40 years ago 40 yeah. years ago yeah tech really when it first started and we're talking about the very very basics when like your mum and dad were playing the commodore 64 or whatever the hell they called it playing like do you remember like donkey kong the original ping pong you know with a little dot and the di, 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 and they had phones the size of my sofa like carrying around, you know what i mean on a, on a suitcase and no one could afford it so them days like a fax machine whatever whatever dial up internet but in the space of the industrial revolution 100 years sped us up now tech age sped us up we're now at the point where we are cyborgs. Like Elon Musk said, we are actual cyborgs. A ubiquity, um, excuse my accent, but a ubiquity is something that everybody has. So it, it, for example, a ubiquity would be a car, uh, a television, um, and now mobile phone. Everyone's got one. You know, there was a time in like not too long ago, what, the last 15 years, a household would only have one computer. And you'd have to unplug it and plug it yeah. in your phone. Like, yeah, dial up. And, and you just think like, I had to wait till I was like, I don't know how old I was when I got my first phone. Um, but but now it's like, you need everyone has one. 
you know we're cyborgs they've kind of made it's, it's it that way though, haven't they they've kind of made it like you have your banking on there your music your emails everything like your socials yeah. it's kind of yeah. crept up on us and we've kind of all just been distracted by everything it's like do 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 um and and now the whole you know they're really shifting to a cashless society this is part of the the whole movement that's going on that you know globally um it's it's the whole globalism and corporatism i i find it quite so maybe like these countries you know because i've basically how this has all begun guys we started the episode with a a DM from a follower, from a, um, from a viewer, from a, a member of the Elite Thinking Club. And if you want to become a member of the Elite Thinking Club, also, guys, you can. You can join our Discord channel. Just hit the subscribe, hit the like button, hit the share button, you know, help uh, grow this thing. But yeah, hit the Discord channel and you can send us a message. So anyway, she's a member and she highlighted how um, this big game of chess being played by so many big players that we're all just like not not trying to put us down or anything but we're very very small minions really just getting on with it we don't really have the power to make these massive shifts um for us as a as a human race however pardon me if we are to crumble the old ways and and move into this new space who actually has the power is it the tech companies is it the old uh what do they call them monarchies is it the is it the old um you know the banking owners like so because the money like you said is cashless now so you know you get your hackers that can flip in manipulate digits now it's like almost like because before everyone knows about the conspiracies of rothschilds and all these lot that own all the money and all that but now you've got these billionaires coming through who are buying Twitter accounts and shit, like buying stuff. Like Facebook dominates, you know, and it's like, who's actually in control here? I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, could Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk's, your, you know, your, could they take power? Could they take, because if we're going to go into the new cyborg state where we're all influenced by our exposure on devices, who actually has control? Who who has the control? Because it isn't like the problem though, because nobody knows. <laughs> we don't know who's in control. I think the tech people will push us forwards. I was just answering on your uh, TikTok. Uh, if we're at a limit now with tech, I don't think we are. I think we're only limited by our minds. Mm -hmm. And us are only peasants compared to like say Elon Musk brain that he's gonna do amazing things with so yeah we're in for quite a big tech like we are at a good point now but there's definitely a lot further to go all right whether well, we can get there yeah hmm. interesting i think politically um we need like a massive shift um uh, in the people that we have in power in in the uk definitely um now obviously i don't i don't know like the likes of jeff jeff bezos and elon musk that they're kind of in a different country and stuff but 
I, I, I'd like to be hopeful that some of these billionaires have humanity at the forefront of their mind more than power. Well, because I think it. we actually need, no, the, I, we need people politically. Elon does a lot of stuff. Elon yeah, does a lot we of need stuff. people in politics that do have humanity in the forefront and not the whole power grab and being puppets. Right, so you guys know that I'm a massive Marvel fan. Like, I love Marvel. Basically, one of you know one of my favorite characters, I think most people's favorite character, Tony Stark. Everyone has that always has that question: Why doesn't Iron Man build suits for all the other heroes? They would absolutely kick ass. They would absolutely dominate. Now, it made me think because Tony Stark is smart enough to realize that to stay in a position of power. You cannot equip people with the same power because they will override you. They will. They have it. They have the potential to. So you need to hold on to your power because that's the only power you have, really. He's smart enough yeah. to know that. Hence why he won't build other. He could trust Spider-Man. He could trust him. Trust him with his life. Hence why he built the kid's suits. He saw the potential in him. He saw the power in him. He saw the heart in him to know that he won't abuse it, to know that he's he's given it to in the hands of the right person. You know, this power, the power of the suits, nanotech, all that good stuff. But that's why Tony Stark wouldn't make suits for all the others, because he knew. Can't come out and say it. You'd never go out and say it, but, you know, it's, it is a fact. Yeah, but and maybe also... that's why... Oh, sorry, sorry, Michael. Maybe that's why getting these rulers to come together and do it is because they don't want to they don't want to share what they have. You know, it's hard. It's very, very difficult. So put it this way, right? You know, um, you know, Volvo, the car manufacturer, Volvo, Swedish, right? They created they created the first seatbelts, the three-point seatbelts, one point, you know, the, the three-point seatbelt, saving lives globally. And they didn't patent it. They didn't stamp their name on it because they believed that Everyone needs to know this. It's in the best interest of the people. Rare tear, tear, rare tear, tear. If they had patented, they would have. They would have ruled. They would have had their own patent seatbelts that everyone would have had to pay them to use. That would have put them in a very elevated position. However, it is doing what's right. Do you get what I mean? It's yeah. so. Well, Tesla is just. Uh, release their stuff so now that's open source test the vehicles are now open source so you can literally download the bit because it used to be like a thousand pound to buy it now you can just mm. download it so if you need to look at tesla like in other companies that want to do electric cars they can now look at their ins and outs of it so then they can then make their cars better so Elon Musk is sharing with the world. So he's probably Sorry. better than Tony Stock. I'm I'm laughing at a at a comment. Someone, what's his name? Tickle Free Monster. How could Iron Man say, sorry man, I don't trust you enough to be good? That's just asking for a villain. It's not you're not wrong, but honestly, you, you gotta think about it realistically. To to equip other people with your power, it's a dangerous game. I mean, don't get when when don't get me on a Marvel trip, but especially on Endgame. But when Steve Rogers, Captain America, could summon Mjolnir, yeah, Thor's hammer, Thor must have thought, 
fuck? Because <laughs> you know I mean? he, 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 he must have thought that. He must have thought, fuck. He's got my hammer. Like, for real, for real. Don't get me wrong. He's got the axe now and that. But he, he must have thought in his head, shit, I'm not the only one that can do that now. Therefore, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. powerful, powerful. But hey, big shout out to our viewer who did drop us a DM, um, did say what she thought, because we value your opinions. The Elite Thinking Club isn't the three of us on a pedestal here trying to preach down. We're not like that. Fuck that. It's no sanctimonious shit here. We explore everything. And without your input, sometimes we can't expand. We only grow as much as we know because no one knows everything, but no one knows nothing. Absolutely. And together... We know it all, if that makes sense. And we really, really value it. So at any time, guys, you can follow us. You can follow me, follow Michael, follow Liz. If you're not watching us on the YouTube, because if you're following me, watching me on TikTok now, all you can see is me. If you want to see Michael and Liz, head over to the YouTube. Watch all three of us right now and uh, follow us and DM us and let us know what you think. It's really, really powerful. So thank you, guys. Yeah, Discord. Yeah. So the cost of living crisis. Go on, Liz. Talk about it. It's important. And it's something that we are all collectively going to be feeling and be affected by. So we have got import shortages, export shortages. We've got, um, you know, uh, we've had petrol shortages. We've had food shortages. And apparently come wintertime, it's going to be felt even more so um with regards to the energy prices and you know people are going to have to be choosing between heating their home and putting food on the table yeah and have you noticed yeah. our wages haven't gone up exactly and then there's all these strikes where people are wanting pay rises you know doctors wanting pay rises and the rail workers wanting pay rises and all these other strikes that people are you know wanting to and they have every right to to go on but it's like at what point are the government going to realize that they're pushing people to the brink literally the brink yeah i think yeah. this this is a massive massive important thing that is going to actually unify all of us because we are all going to feel it regardless of what what how comfortable or uncomfortable we are financially, we are all going to be feeling this and affected by it. And I think that this is going to be, you know, a, a massive thing, a massive impact on our country, hugely, and in the coming months. I'm feeling it already with, with the petrol prices and, you know, even going out socially, certain things, I'm like, how much did that cost? Because I remember what it cost a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Because I've literally just got a new car, which is more economical than my Ranger, which is, oh, you can't see it there, but there, there that Ranger. <laughs> so that was doing like 22 miles per gallon. I'm now on about 66 miles per gallon. So it sounds good. It sounds like I should be saving money. But because fuel is now more expensive, I'm effectively not saving money because the money I was putting in before is about the same as I'm putting in now. <laughs> so I might be 44 miles per gallon better, but because the price is higher, I'm still paying the same. Gosh. 
I agree with you. I be- <clears throat> I do believe the threshold will be met. We are at the brink of, but what are we at the on the brink of? Because back to what our 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 um our other member said, and she referred to, we can't keep blaming the governments. If we're all in the same boat, surely they're in the same boat with us. So we're all feeling the pinch, regardless of how much income you may have, because you live to your means. We're all kind of feeling the pinch now don't get me wrong if you aren't earning that much it is a lot harder um, because you don't have the flexibility in it you don't have the margins to kind of you know make changes you have to make sacrifices you know and that's hard um you know and if we're making these sacrifices and everyone's making the sacrifices then surely there should be a a balance things should come to a settle you know so yeah, it is almost as if we are free because we're not in lockdowns anymore. However, the cost of living kind of forces us to stay in. Exactly. But, if, but you know, it limits the, what you people can do. People making these rules are—they're getting six figures a year easy. Forrest gets—I think I heard he gets three hundred fifty thousand. Or something stupid like that a month just to write for paper. Plus his normal wages, the, so it's going to take a, it's going to take a while for him to feel a pinch. But he, hear me, hear me out on this one. So I don't want to call names anymore. I don't want to be calling people out like they earn this and they earn that and rare tear tear because Boris earns nothing compared to some of the big players that we've already previously mentioned in the grand scheme of things. And in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's how much money you earn that really, really is because, excuse me, like the system is built on all of us. Mm. We are all holding it up. Many hands, many, many hands keep the cogs turning. Like, the grandfather clock. It can't just show the time without all the little cogs doing their bits. And we're all doing our bit. I suppose it kind of sucks because all the little cogs aren't really feeling that they're getting enough for what they're inputting. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. But then also all the yeah. little cogs don't know how important they are. So we exactly. all just go, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. So then this we'll just keep carrying on like little ants and this we'll is... just keep struggling and we'll keep struggling because unless we turn into a collective, we are weak the by thing ourselves. Is, the, the, the thing is, I know like Jules, what you what you said and what, what our member said about, um, you know, we, we can't keep just blaming the government and, and saying that we need a revolution. Yeah, I get, I, I completely get that and I do agree. Um. But what what do what do we wait? Do we just wait for something to happen miraculously, or do we? Because the system isn't working. We we know that we realise that. And can I just say before I forget what you just touched on there, Michael, about ants? It reminds me of that film, <laughs> A Bug's Life, and we said this before, didn't we? Um, and we are important. Every single person. Every single clog or whatever it was you said cog um we are we are all important and we do have the power the power is with the people the time for revolution has passed yes not enough people stood up when it mattered 
So the time now is for solution, not yes. revolution. It's it's so now because we had an opportunity. Everyone, every day for the last however many years, I'd say 30, 40 years, has had opportunity for revolution. Yeah. Ample amount of time, but no one did anything. Not well, not enough of us did anything. Yeah. And now it's got to the point where the revolution days are done. We cannot. Like we live in a time where it's too far gone. So now we need solutions. It isn't enough to rebel, rise up, overthrow those who make the rules. I, I don't like using the, 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 the term power, those in power, because power is, everyone's got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's got it. But those who make the rules, you want to overthrow. But then all you're going to do is put someone in their place who makes other rules. And you're not going to be able to please everyone. You know, there's going to be some. Yeah, if it was up to me, I would, if I was in um, a position to make rules, I would ban mass farming. I'd ban dairy. I'd ban those things because you know about the impact it has. But there will be those who don't like that. Yeah. They'll be like, no, you, you can't do that. There's industries built on this. They're, you know, it would ma have a massive impact on, on, on the economy. And even uh, though it might be destructive, it is actually very constructive in a sense you know you could break down something it's almost like it's almost like shoveling snow when it's still snowing hmm. it's so easy for someone to say just just let the snow fall that's how or, i feel about when people talk about elections and when people talk about that we we need we need a uh, we, we need better people um you know in in the government and um ruling i feel like like you just said aren't we just going to get a, a different version of the same thing yeah are we ever going to most, have i think most pms start off wanting to do good but they're so pushed by their cabinet that they can't do fuck all. to be righteous in a mm. world that is not eventually it will take its toll you know it well you look at the people who who were righteous throughout this within within parliament and who did stand up and who did challenge the narrative look at them look where it got so them. Why, why are we resort i just want to say i want to highlight something why are we now again resorting back to the finger point in the blaming we want someone to blame we want to highlight a name or highlight a, a people that's the problem but the the fact of the matter is we shouldn't be because there are so many different people who who aren't helping any situation and then there are those who are but we, the government could equally turn around and say guys we are doing our best we also need you to do your part i've got people out there stabbing people youth stabbing youth because they're not being educated enough by their parents you've got teachers trying to teach but they can't teach because they're not influencers online and the influencers online are completely manipulating the minds of the vulnerable and the meek and governments can turn around and say how do you expect us to help you if you can't even help yourself right it isn't like the atmosphere is is ruining the plants it's the soil if the home is broken how could you possibly expect to to prosper you know and that's that's one thing to always acknowledge as well. Like, 
you can't help those who don't want to be helped. I, what, what, what do we do? I'm not defending bad decision making that I am not doing. However, I really want to get out of this culture now that I know I used to be part of that's just blame the blame decision culture. maker, blame the yeah. government, blame the team. Yeah. It's like, okay, can't be blamed. I can't be doing that no more. But I think so many can't. people look at the government for to think for them and, and to lead them and to advise them. So it's very easy when something goes wrong or something happens and there's a massive, you know, um, event in our lives or in the media um, and people are like, well, the government shouldn't have allowed that or the government should be doing something about it. And, it, you know, they are put in power, sorry, they are put in their position to govern and to act on our behalf like we put them in because we believe what they say they're going to do which effectively is supposed to create good systems and solutions and society and yeah all right so quick one obviously i'm just monitoring the tiktok but my call is um who's who's got comments in either the facebook or the youtube are there any because we've got a lot on the tiktok i need to scroll to be fair i need to like catch up. We've got any on um, YouTube. Facebook didn't let me do it, so we're only on YouTube at the moment. Okay, so we're not on Facebook, only on YouTube, but it's all good. So we are highlighting a reality check. It isn't any point looking backwards now. There's no point unless unless we're going to learn a lesson, unless we're highlighting something in the past that's going to help us learn something for the future then bring it up, right? But we could possibly be at the end of the era as we know it and accepting it is, is very, very difficult to do. So we're stepping into a new stage of our civilization, yeah? So for those just joining the live, first thing, if you haven't done so already, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, hit the share button, be part of the Elite Thinking Club, be proud to be part of the Elite Thinking Club. And the second thing is that we highlighted how ancient civilizations like the Roman Empire, the ancient Egyptians, the Mayans, and what else did we mention? You know, these, these rulers of time, the Tudors, done, Victorians, done, that's just British, right? The Vikings, done, the Anglo-Saxons, done. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. There's always a rise and a fall of an era. And could it possibly be that we are actually witnessing the end of ours? as we know it, we're breeding lost people. And I ain't saying it in a negative way. I'm just highlighting a fact. There used to be a time when it was very easy to establish who you were and what you were and what you're part of. Now we've got political correctness in how you can't call someone something and you can call someone something and you want to identify as something. You can identify as anything. Fuck it. Like I said on the last episode, I'm going to identify as extremely fit as fuck. That means you have to call me that because I told you that's what I identify as. And if you don't do it, I'm going to get really upset and I'm going to get really angry and I'm going to start waving my flag and I'm going to demand that you acknowledge me for how I identify. Rare tear tear. What is happening to our people? What is happening to our times? This is the point I'm making. It's like we we could be at the end of as what we are, as we know it. But I'm not trying to fear 
here. I'm not trying to breed the, the sadness and shit. Let's just acknowledge no, it for what it's, it is. It's reality. It's reality. We're living yeah. through it right now. It's all we ever see. Flags, flags, flags. You Labels know, you can't, and do this. You can't be and... that. You can't. You can't be this. You can be that. It's crazy. Uh, what? Where did it all come from? What is the agenda with it all? Seriously, what? 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 One thing about history that I never. I never have learned, and I don't know if any viewers are watching now and you've learned it or you know it, what actually did make the Roman Empire fall? What actually did make the ancient Egyptians fall? How did all these great civilizations, including our own, actually fall? I think a lot of it comes down to mistrust. That's where a lot of stuff fucks up. Corruption. People don't trust each other. Yeah. Well, mistrust, corruption. Corruption. People don't like a lot of the, like, say, Romans were very powerful people until they started mistrusting someone else and then it was like a cancer from within so it just mm. broke up and fucked it up and then this whole this whole culture that power to power. a committee rather than one person mm. and then when you have a committee sorting stuff out normally you fuck shit up because everybody's got their own agendas so the agenda that normally gets pushed through is what's going to make most of them the money. So, so, we... so if we are, if we have the best interests of each other at heart, we cooperative, we establish that I need you as much as you need me um, culture, we could prosper. That's, that's what we should be. But How do we get back to that, though? How do we get more money? Like, you're only important if you make me money or power. Yes. So, we have to, like, talking about revolution, rise up, overthrow those in power. The only way to move forward after that is to establish new order. So everyone keeps talking about new world order. Could it be that this new world order isn't actually something to fear? It's actually what we've been needing all along. Mm. It's just so new and so almost scary because change is a little bit scary. Um, we don't know it. We don't know it. It could be the best thing that ever happened to us. I it's don't just... feel personally that it is because the way they've tried to implement um, things um, which are more a form of control for them and the way they're changing and trying to change and pushing through certain bills and laws um, hmm. which breach breaches our human rights and um, is taking away rights that we've had for years um I, I can't see that as a positive for them to implement this new world order for me it seems that we have less rights and they have more control over our bodies mind speech the way we live where we go what we do so to me i wouldn't want to be in that new order new world order because um i want to be free i'm a free human being but you are free. Um, I have the illusion of freedom. 
But what is the opposite I, then? Being truly free is when you, I think you, you, you awaken, you're aware of the system and you try and free yourself as much as you can from the system and um, not allowing yourself to be sucked into the system. It's very hard to get out of it. I think once you're in it, but there's so many things that I think we can do and learn and unlearn that can free us from the system. You know, like li li I had a conversation with a friend the other day and she has started to um, use her garden to grow her own food. And she was telling me Amazing. that they, they are now, you know, um, there's shortages on seeds and, you know, they're trying to change in some countries they're changing the laws so that you can't grow your own fruit and vegetables. Like, you know, um, I don't know if it was Australia or somewhere and um, a few other countries are, are trying to bring in laws where you aren't allowed to grow your own. In And it's like, why? Why wouldn't you allow? Well, surely that from an economical point of view and global warming point of view, surely that would be great if we all grew our own instead of traveling and using our fuel to, to go to those big supermarkets, these big corporations and buying the lettuces there, if we grow them in our own garden, surely that's better for the planet and better for us because there's no chemicals and toxins and ra-ta-ta. Yeah, I love that. Tax for them. But so that's interesting. So when I say I want to be free, I would love to... Um, you know, I mean, I grow some things in my garden. I've got some fresh strawberries. I've got some beautiful jasmine growing. Um, I've got uh, lemon trees, olive trees. So, but they haven't actually got any lemons on at the moment or olives on, but anyway. <laughs> um, but I'd love, if I had a, a huge garden, I would grow so much. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's it's not just that. I, I mean, like just being free. I don't I don't want to be told when I've got to go to the doctors and have an injection, I don't want to be told that um, I can't have an abortion or I can have an abortion. I, I don't want to be told um, what, where I can go, where I can shop, who I can be around. I am a free human being. We are all free human beings. And in this one life, if that's the only life that I get, I want to live it fulfilled and happily and free. Drop the mic. <laughs> it's like fuel. Like you can effectively. Sorry, guys. When I get on one, I just go off on all these different tangents, and I don't even make sense half the time. But I just, I know what I'm trying to say in my brain. It's cool, Liz. A lot of people will um, re uh, resonate with what you said. It's fine, and and a part of me does too. A hundred percent. That's why I love you. So, Michael, what was you saying? So I was just saying the same thing. So when you're trying to be free, mm -hmm. and a lot of it is down to tax. So if you, like, say it deals with a car, you can actually run a car on mineral oil. So when you use, well, not mineral oil, sorry, bed oil. So when you mm. have a fry up or something like that, the oil that you left, as long as you clean it properly, you can use it as fuel. But if the government find that out, they then tax you on it. So you could Michael, could you turn oil. your mic up slightly, please? Just turn your mic up slightly. Yeah, keep going, though. I love what you're saying. Yeah, so you could literally yes. sort your own fuel out, but if the tax man finds out, you're getting taxed on it. So that would be better for the environment, more cost-effective for you because you're not paying £1.67 a litre because it's stuff that you're already going to be using anyway. 
But yeah, we like did... I said, if the tax man finds out, the tax man will tax you on it. And then after all your stuff, it works out about the same as when you buy it from a fucking shop anyway. It's, so we did an episode to... ages ago where we spoke about uh, the the guys that actually created uh, or invented the 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 engines that ran on water, and yeah. these guys ended up dead because obviously, if we can all run our cars on water, then we don't need to go to the fuel station to fuel up. We can water's there. We can we can all just it's great. So I want to I want to highlight a couple things. Okay, uh, first thing is if you haven't done so already, right, I highly recommend this book. It's called um, *Sapiens* by Yuval Noah Harari. This book is a great book for anyone who's interested in understanding easily how we've come to where we are from where we've been. Uh, he's a historian, so he's basically wrote quite a few books this is my favorite um and i'm still yet to read its uh sequel is that yeah the next one along but yeah give this a good read because it explains pretty much um what liz highlighted as to why we grow our own crops and where it would actually take us so if liz in her garden grew nothing but apples she would have enough apples to serve the community and if i decided to grow wheat um, I would have enough wheat to serve the community plus myself. But as the community grows, and Michael, let's say that you um, chop wood, you have acres and acres of land with trees and you just chop firewood for everyone in the community. We're now trading apples for wood, for wheat, and we're creating the very basics of what actually made us what we are today. It just so happens that I figured out that if I actually grow more wheat, I can give it to more people. And as the community grows, the demand grows. So the, the supply needs to grow. And as a result, we start to innovate and start thinking of ways to work smarter and not harder. And then we need help because there's so much wheat for me to cut. I need to have a, someone employed. I need to ask for their help. So I pay them to help me work. And we just keep growing and growing. And that book really does um, help understand why we are where we are so it isn't that we shouldn't do it uh it's just understanding that if we do get to the crunch of the food crisis the fuel crisis the you know people can't afford to live and we go back to the old ways it won't be long until it just re-establishes itself as what it is right now and we then get faced with the same thing we're facing right now um just if you're joining us and you're just joining and you're just tuning in, welcome, by the way. We are the Elite Thinking Club. Um, and we critically think things by exploring and, yeah, an analysis of facts, basically, to come to a judgment. And there isn't ever a right or wrong. We are just simply exploring. So if you haven't done so already, you hit the like, hit the subscribe button, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, here on TikTok, find us on Insta and be part of the Elite Thinking Club. Yeah. Join the Discord channel if you want to. Now, uh, someone uh, said, can you hold your book up so they can screenshot it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sapiens. Uh, By, so on the back there, it says fire gave us power. Farming made us hungry for more. Money gave us purpose and science made us deadly. That's a good, really book. good book. Great book. So, moving forward, and I, it still gets me, it's still getting me, right? I still 
uh, can't get my head around that maybe we are at the end of our civilization as we know it. And it's not going to be all doom and gloom. I'm not saying that everyone's going to die and we're going to fade away into dust until the next lot reassembles. But then it does come to question what happened to the ancient Romans? What happened to the ancient Egyptians? At what point did they stop and something else take its place? And if we as a global um, people, regardless of different culture, um, are we at the end of our our term? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, when, I, think, when... I think that life as we knew it prior to the past 24 months has gone. I don't think that, uh -huh. and, and, and I do feel like that, that, that was meant to, that, that was meant to be the outcome is that, you know, we get used to a new way of being and a new way of living and a new, new systems can be implemented on us um, and within society. So, I do feel like life as we knew it, yes, that that has ended in my eyes. I don't feel like, you know, when we step out of our door, I still see elements of, you know, fear. I still see elements of control. I still see elements of it's only a mask or, you know, um, I, I see all of that and I can see how life before all of that is not going to come back how my life was before all of this, the whole global impact, you know, even the way the media now, you know, I, I know we've talked about propaganda and the media before, as much as I think that a lot of people have woken up to stuff and realise that what they see on their news isn't necessarily the truth, I do feel like there is so much more fear-mongering than I ever realised before that comes out of the box. In you know in our in our lounges in our living rooms and I I, I do feel like that um, just it's not to me it's not ever going to be how it was that's what I'm trying to say. So we are already in a new world order. We already dawn in the new age. Whatever it's mission creep. It's creeping up on us a different way of being, thinking, fearing, watching, living, seeing, being. You know. A lot of people we talk about how um, people barely make home cooked food nowadays because we have so much, so much, you know, on on our phones. Just order in or takeaway or you know, you even touched on it, Jules, in our last episode about um, and and a few episodes before how during the pandemic all of the takeaway places were open. Yet it was a conscious health issue that the pandemic was. So it was a health issue yet they kept all the unhealthy food outlets open, but you couldn't go to the gym to keep fit. Mm. There is a very, very important lesson to learn about the lockdowns, and that's how unified everybody was. There was a very, very gracious sigh of relief you know, everyone was like, thank fuck for that. The pace of life was so quick. The hamster wheel, if you will, stopped. And everyone had a moment of just peace and happy. And it was just, it was lovely. You know, spiritually, everyone kind of found peace for a bit. We had a moment to 
to be still to actually to be still yeah just to to meditate on life and actually realize there's more to it there's more to us the planet got a reset obviously when the world stops nothing gets done nothing and unfortunately we actually need things to get done for it to go round we are all part like i mentioned before about the grandfather clock the cogs in the the grandfather clock they turn and turn but we're all mini cogs and if one thing stops then the other thing stops and it delays and it's just a constant teen effect and it's like we have to keep things moving we have to that's the only way i don't want to really look back too much anymore if in actual fact it feels like ages ago that that all happened even though it was only like a year ago but it feels like ages ago that all that happened and yeah it reshaped a lot of industries it changed the way that we do things now and i still want to be optimistic and think it's for the better we have grown people have woke up people have become more woke people have explored new ways of living and we made adjustments that suited us maybe it was uncomfortable at the start but now it's quite comfortable I'm quite comfortable with this change only now that the pinch the crunch the hardships of cost of living is uncomfortable does it take another year for us just to get to where i am now and and say i'm quite comfortable with this i wasn't at the start but now i am are we just going through the comfort the uncomfortable right now see i'm my i mean i'm quite forgetful so my life now seems to be exactly the same as it ever was i go to work i come home do what i need to do at home and then rinse and repeat so my life is exactly the same as it was before i actually quite enjoyed the lockdown because i couldn't work because i was self-employed so i actually got some time off a reason not to work <laughs> and then once it was cleared i went back to work so my life is exactly the same as what it was before well you're not exactly the same though you you have grown you must have well, i'm just i was perfect so <laughs> i got a perfect <laughs> life and that's not to say know, i've got loads of stuff so i'm not showing off got, i've got stuff i've just I've got my missus and that's all I need in life. I could be in a cardboard box for all I care. Oh, Michael, as that's long as I've got her. Nah, I wouldn't I'm let good. you be in a cardboard box, Michael. You need you need more than a cardboard <laughs> box, bro. <laughs> I definitely want to know what the viewers think. If you're watching us right now and you've been watching us since we started, which is nearly over an hour uh, or coming up to the hour, I would love for you to put in the comments right now exactly what you think. And if you don't want to put it in the comments, put it in a DM and send it to us because we do read them. Uh, like we did at the start of this episode. And we want to know what you guys think. We would love to know. Like if, if we've touched on anything during this episode that you are really resonating with or you have an opinion on, because it's fine to have an opinion on, bring it to the table and let us hear it because we're not here to judge you on it. We're here to learn from it. So you may have had something that that we realistically had, don't really have the, the headspace to think of, 
but that's when you can come in and say, have you considered this? And it's like, ah, oh, gives us a now a new, new way of thinking, a new healthy way of thinking. Because there is no right or wrong. Let's get that right. It's uh, just so what's appropriate. Nini mm -hmm. uh, commented on a YouTube. She said, hello, Nini. Uh, very eye-opening time. Realized I didn't know myself at all. And she said, remarkable growth. Had to get to know myself all over again and found you guys. I love that. Well, we found you too, I suppose. You know what I mean? Thank you for that. Yeah, it's important that to highlight the growth. Yeah, the lockdowns definitely helped a lot of people grow. Definitely. I think it helped people. It, it gave um, some people time to live just be like most people don't have a lot of time to do stuff so it just gave people time with family that's how i i see it i see it time with family would you have would you change it now looking back right imagine it didn't happen was you happy before or are you happier now i'm happier now i'm putting this to everyone by the way this question is for all those out there i'm happier now because i feel like um I feel like I was stuck in the system a bit, actually. And I feel like I definitely, I was, I was aware and awake to some stuff that was going on in the world already. But I have been, I've had to unlearn a lot and I've had to relearn and wake up to a hell of a lot of stuff that my mind couldn't even contemplate about what goes on in our world. Um, I like to be a realist and optimist um about life and the and the world and i think that the past two years i've really found out more about myself and others and the world and i'm still i'm still finding myself i'm still finding out so definitely definitely been a huge time of growth i love that right we're going to take a quick break at the elite thinking club we have covered a lot this episode so if you've been watching it and you've watched it this far and you haven't done so already lord knows you definitely should hit the like button hit the subscribe button you are now officially a member of the elite thinking club and we value you you very very much um we are on a mission to achieve 500 subscribers. Currently, I think we're sitting at about 320 or somewhere near that. So if you haven't done so, help the channel grow. Share an episode. Watch some previous episodes. Get to know us a little bit more. See where it all began. Go watch the second episode. You can't watch the first one because the first one hasn't actually been released. We're going to release that in our 10-year anniversary. So yeah, if you're not watching, if you're not subscribed, you'll never get to see it. And yeah, you've got 10 years to subscribe, but you may as well subscribe now. Don't worry about waiting 10 Stop years. Stop saying that. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back um, straight away, straight after. Give us 10 minutes, guys. Um, leg stretch, get some food, get some munch and go behind the scenes. If you haven't done so and you want to get on the Discord channel, you can drop us a message, get part of the conversation, hit us up. Absolutely welcome. Very, very welcome. And next episode, we are going to be exploring another DM from another member of the Elite Thinking Club. And we're going to be talking about the dynamic of male and female relationships and just how simple it is to be a man and please a woman. So look forward to that. Guys, is there anything else you want to say before we leave? Michael, Liz? No, I'm all good. We're all good. Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching, guys. So from myself and the team, everyone everywhere, 
Peace and love.